Welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Grab a drink and bring out your inner nerd and join your hosts, Steve, Alec, and Andy. Welcome back, welcome back everybody to another great episode of Cocktails and Comics. I was going to say, we have a special little something today that we'll get into in a second, but uh, we're going to talk about, uh, see how the boys' weeks were, and, oh, Alec, uh, we're doing you this week. What are you up to? What were you up to this weekend, buddy? I had uh, not a big weekend, but I had a pretty big weekend. It was good. You know, Friday I saw you guys. That's right, yeah. But then uh, Saturday, um, you could have found me in the village drinking, listening to live music. Because J&J Construction down here had a big fucking throwdown for their company. And instead of just making it for the company, they made it for literally Greendale. So they had Mm -hmm. uh, face paints and shit set up for kids, uh, a couple food stands, and then um, beer, which we didn't need because we brought a cooler. (laughs) And uh, then they had uh, a band (laughs) called Mount Olive play, and I've never seen them before. And they were balls-to-the-wall amazing. Cool. So... Last time I invited Andy for music, I was too intoxicated. I don't blame him for not wanting to stay. This time... <laughs> I did stay the whole this time. time. This time, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was, yeah. We had a blast. They played great tunes. And, I don't know, man, it was a really, really good time. And then yesterday, I had off, and we you know, we did the escape room, which we fucking mauled, but it wasn't too challenging. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty easy. Yeah, it was. Um, but it was it's still fun. But just 4-0. Four and yeah. four and oh. yeah. Three and one. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was my weekend, man. It was really, really good. It was actually much needed after working seven days in a row. Yeah, so, that's a thing. Yeah. Word. Andy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. After not working for six months, you know, it was really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Still well rested. <laughs> Still very well rested. Uh, I didn't take my nap today, which is a bummer, but... Yeah. No, uh, same, pretty much the same with Alec. I mean, besides the working part, well, Friday, those three days. So. Yeah, I saw him all three days, and that Mount Olive band was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, we both fell in love with. Yeah, the lead singer, both singers, both. Yeah, and I felt really bad because I shit on the backup singer, and then I was like, he's garbage, right? Like he just wants to be on the band, and then he belted out a song, and I was like, never mind, I'm wrong. Yeah, he came <laughs> out with something, and we're like, 100% wrong. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was as wrong about him as I am about the Justice League coming out, yeah, <laughs> so, <right>. which <laughs> we'll get into that. But he yeah. was like, God, look at this fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same way I looked at Alec when I first met him. Ooh, I, I can kind of say. Yeah. And then he came out and he yeah. was like, dude. And I was like, well, yeah. it's just because it's a better version of me. <laughs> true facts. It was, it was very much true facts. But yeah, Skate Room was fun. Uh, hanging out with you boys pretty much all weekend was a good time, man. Yeah. So, how about you, Steve? It was good, man. I was going to say, the Skate Room was entertaining. I got a little too rowdy yesterday. I slightly overserved myself at three different bars yesterday. So, it that was, was Sunday, you? Steve. I know. No? Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Steve. I know. That was great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I definitely woke up this morning being like, where, what happened? What happened last night? Where did that take me? And then Vern was in your room too. Yeah, like, so it was up, dude. Vern just was fixing your door. Just staring in. <laughs> what are He's you like, doing? Oh man, I could really use that hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that uh, that got out of hand a little bit yesterday. I mean, not in a bad way. I just I expected to be home by like seven seven thirty because we went to Dodds after Explorium, and then that did not turn out that way. And I 
I'm I'm shocked to yeah, say the least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm getting little. three no three like Steve. We're not surprised by yeah. this at all. Super no. fast. Um, I retract my initial excitement of like on a Sunday. Cause <laughs> surprise, surprise. Every day is drinking for Steve. <laughs> every day I couldn't Sunday. even say a day of the week because it's just like Sunday when you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyways, so no, that was a that was a very entertaining day for being a fun day of it starting with um, uh, the escape room, which was awesome. But otherwise, what was that? I worked Saturday, which was fine, and then we were at home and in bed by the time you got to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. So yeah, so that was a fun night though to enjoy the night, and then Friday was fun hanging out with you boys and just having a peaceful day around the house. Honestly, yeah. did a bunch of chores and it was just good. So, so yeah, and then uh, that being said, uh, like I did say, uh, there was three different heads nodding the no, like, you're fuck up, Steve. Uh, and I'm going to introduce one of my very good friends and co-workers, uh, Alec. How you doing, buddy? Another Alec. So. That's right. And the way we <laughs> distinguish both of them is Jew Alec and yeah. Alec. Yeah, that one's, that one's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. your week, buddy? I, I haven't stopped working, Steve, so well. <laughs> some of us... Need to work every day and don't just get to go to four bars in one day. I mean, but you like that. You like I think work it's I, I I enjoy work. Work lets me buy things and I buy more things than I should, so it's wonderful. So you're doing uh, it the right way. Capitalism yeah. at its finest. <laughs> you made some money. Go spend it at Marcus Munitions. It's fantastic, yeah. Gotta feel so good not have to do a Jew voice. <laughs> we finally have one here. <laughs> we got one, boys! You <laughs> got the only one in a 50 mile radius. You don't make a good impression, it's over. <laughs> it's like finding a shiny. Right, exactly. Okay, there's Alec, me, and then we got the shiny. <laughs> True facts. Uh, so I've, uh, I've been working with Alec for literally just over a year now. Um, he's a big nerd like us, to be honest, just different levels of what it is, and uh, I absolutely thought it'd be a great idea to have Alec on. I mean, he's talked shit with us so many different times about this, that, and the other things, so. Um, uh, this is the one that I always like to start for nerd people. Um, what is the thing that, like, first got you into, like, being a nerd? Well, like, what, as a kid, as an adult, uh, whatever. Uh, so when I was, uh, when I was really little, I used to sit on my dad's lap and play the original Rainbow Six, the one that came on a floppy disk, had to push it into the computer because oh, it couldn't yeah. feed oh, it yeah. itself. And uh, him and I ended up like the different, like the six colors of the rainbow or the different teams. <laughs> and so I'd play that with my dad. And we had Unreal Tournament 2 oh, yeah. for some reason on that computer, which was just, that was a time, I guess. I must have been <laughs> I'm not going to lie, five, I loved six. Unreal Tournament. Dude, I love those games. Yeah. It was awesome. so... For being like a five, six-year-old, that's super graphic, but I would just mm. play with my dad, and yeah. my mom couldn't really tell him no, because that's how we spend quality time together. Uh, sure. And that's so really what kind of launched it. Uh, years down the line, I started playing Halo 3 with my friends a lot more than was probably healthy. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of like what jumped in oh, yeah. a little later. And then at college, I got into tabletop games. Okay, uh, nice. When I was at MSOE, my friends were like, hey, Alec, you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? No. You want to try? 
sure, fuck me up, guys. <laughs> so now I have a full-blown addiction. <laughs> well, fuck me up, guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that no, about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> ever. No one's ever been like, fuck me up with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Like I said, it was like food. Like right, exactly. Food. Yeah, like, do you fuck want my life on that. Fuck me. Right. Right. Fuck this up with cheese so hard. Do you want this fifth shot? <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> no, no. Fuck right. me up with this fantasy role playing we right. got going on, guys. <laughs> Not a bad. Way I to think play. it literally is. You could say that for almost everything in life, but that. <laughs> like, even, I'm going to watch one more video, and it's two in the morning. <laughs> Fuck my life up. <laughs> yeah, but he made me a little interested in wanting to play D&D with a reaction of, Fuck me up. Right, so now I'm, I'm in like, Damn, Am I really been holding up for no reason? If he's like that red, yeah. he yeah. just went zero to 60 in three words. Facts. Super facts. No, I'm intrigued by it. And I mean, Steve, you play Dungeons & Dragons. So it is entertaining. I I mean, you know, for the little amount that I got to play with Alec, which was a blast, and it was a lot of fun. Um, And I'm, once again, as he said, definitely hoping to jump back into that eventually. But, uh, yeah, um, it's a very interesting thing, and having a small taste of it, the amount of ingenuity and, like, pure creation out of it is one of the funnest things. Yeah. Like, I remember... I don't know, Alec, you want to tell the story about Dom throwing a rock at somebody? Mm. Okay, so uh, the party is Steve, Dom, and Tyler. And the three of them are going into a cult camp to rescue their friend who has theoretically been abducted by this cult. And so they're sneaking around, they got some robes, and they're pretending to be cultists. And they see the guy they're trying to save tied up essentially like he's being crucified. Well, naturally, what you, the first thing you do when you're trying to find out if the person you're trying to rescue is, is alive. You know, they just see him dangling there pretty, pretty much unconscious. And so most people kind of walk up and, like, they'll shake a shoulder. Yeah. They'll check a pulse. Dom looks down at the floor, picks up a bunch of pebbles, starts throwing one up and down in his hand, and he goes, I throw the pebble at him. And I'm like, I, I, I guess he just whips a pebble at this guy and hits him in the head. And now, now he needs to keep up a peer... Dom's thought process is now I need to keep up appearances. <laughs> so as they're approaching him, he just keeps whipping rocks at this poor guy. Hasn't eaten in two days. Essentially crucified to these, to these posts. And they get up to him and he goes, we're here to save you. And the guy is now awake and goes, the fuck do you mean save me? Like, do, do you guys know how a rescue operation is supposed to go? And eventually they do very rescue this man who is very begrudging to go with them because he's got like five welts on his forehead now and like probably a minor concussion I really didn't follow up on like medical with the character but that was their that was their rescue operation which definitely involved minor torture well I mean if you hit him in the head five times I think Dom should go to the MLB it sounds like he needs to be a pitcher honestly this game sounds more and more tricky. Yeah. no agreed I mean if that's an option what, right, I will no. tell you what right now I yeah. guarantee me and you sit down at any table oh you, you guys, guys would have so much fun oh Rob run a game for this group right I here. guarantee you fucking ridiculous. we become Jim in the fancy club true facts yeah we sit down and we will ruin everybody's time yeah everybody's time (laughs) the the big the big thing is i never tell my players no because if if i say no you can't do that well then well there's some things no you can't flap your arms really hard and fly that's not how that fucking works (laughs) but like i'd like to do this and i'll come up with a way in which they do it 
and you end up with these really convoluted plans that absolutely never work. <laughs> but the players will never give up that quest to do some stupid shit. Because all you need is one, it sounds like. You just need one to work, and you're like, see, I fucking yeah, told you. that's it. <laughs> yeah. and you just need that one time. It finally pays off after all these tries, and like, I knew it would work. And yeah. you get that like, Captain Jack Sparrow moment where, like, the players all, like, sit back all smiley and happy with themselves. So, like, you realize 80 people died if you had to do a backflip, right? <laughs> right. And they're like, but I did a backflip. <laughs> Correct. <sighs> We've done it, everyone. It it's was like, kind of like <laughs> RoboCop defeating the bad guy, but, like, a lot of people, innocent people died in that movie. Like, he blew up a gas station that definitely had some people in it. <laughs> Collateral damage right, doesn't exactly. count. Yeah, he's like, whatever, I'll fuck him, RoboCop. <laughs> we stopped the dinosaurs from escaping, but... The body count. Yeah, right. Yeah, don't worry about don't worry about that. We stopped them though. Remember yeah. The lady got body, picked off by a pterodactyl. Body count only counts if you can find the body. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just dumped them all in the water for that whale shark thing that you did. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. it all works out. If I can yeah. do a backflip. No, I want to get into D and D now. If I can do this kind of shit. It was also funny because of the realistic, like the uh, the realism of it sometimes. Because we had also captured somebody and put it on Tyler's back. I think it was. But, you know, he didn't go through, like, the idea, the rhythm, and, like, the, the thought process of, like, he didn't feed this guy, he didn't give him water or anything. Yeah. Like, so this guy literally died on Tyler's back. <laughs> Whoops. That is, that is awesome. Uh, yeah, like, nobody has brought it up for a while, and Alec guess- is, like... Hey, like, we were all laughing. We were, uh, we were all Do you wondering. write this stuff down as you're playing? Somebody keeps track of what's so happening. So I, I keep track of generally what's going on. And I kind of rely on the players. Yeah. yeah, I'm the DM, so it's Dungeon Master, Game Master. It depends on what game you're playing or just personal preference. But the more context with that story is they capture a cultist. And they <laughs> tie him so up. funny. And Tyler puts him on his back. We'll interrogate him later. Well, two weeks worth of traveling in a caravan pass, and no one has brought this man up once. But it was also funny because we were wondering why we were getting weird looks from yep. all the other people. Because Tyler's still out there dead. <laughs> so, so they're, they're tailing cultists with this dead cultist on their back, and just the cult keeps cults keep glaring at them like we know you're trying to do something to us. Like, what the fuck do you want? And they have no idea that everyone's like. That's one of our friends, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's definitely Jim they've got on their back. Right, but, uh, yeah. He's dead, dude. <laughs> it's been two weeks. It was so funny. Because we were wondering also, like, why do we keep getting all these dirty looks and stuff? Like, why? And then Alex like, did you guys realize that, like, you've had a dead, bag, a dead guy in your back? This whole time, <laughs> I, we're like, I, I, I would have lost it. Yeah, yeah. Lost it. We were like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many people do you play with? Um, I've run for groups as large as ten, ten or twelve. I don't recommend that because that's just a shit show. Because like everyone that, yeah. wants to talk at once, um, and you don't hear anyone. Uh, generally, like three to six people is like the sweet spot because you get enough people where you get a lot of different ideas. But not so many people that everyone's trying to overtake it's each other. It's not overwhelming at that point. Yeah, yeah, you get, like, a nice group, and it works really well if everyone's friends. Everyone kind of knows each other already. Mm-hmm. They'll work that into their characters, so you don't even need to worry about characters not liking each other. And they'll all be able to play off of each other super well. It makes it a lot easier when it's, you know, a group of people. Getting six random people works out, but you'll probably run into some tension because you get two people who want the spotlight. Right. And then no one gets the spotlight, <laughs> and everyone's sad. Right. <laughs> 
So do I have to fill out an application? What do I got to do here? Because this uh, actually sounds like a lot of fun. You just have to be willing to play D and D. Yeah, I, you have to you have to start buying the shiny clickety clack math rocks that we call dice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. That was good. I enjoyed that. Because <laughs> at first I was like, I don't know the fuck that is, and then you, you're like, that's no, the dice. You, oh, so gotcha. you you've got to get like one set of dice, and I have way too many. I bought a bag of like a pound of mixed dice. So like yeah. I've got you. I went on Amazon. I was like, I was like, bulk dice. It's a pound of dice in a bag. I was like, done. Thirty dollars. I got so many dice out of it. It was great. Um, At what point does it go from individual dice counting to poundage? Uh, <laughs> right. So here's thirty dice. Here's fifty dice. Here's a, here's a fucking pound, pound of dice. dice. <laughs> How many are in there? We have no yeah, idea. Pound? No idea. It could be thirty. It could be kind of big dice. It could be really heavy ones. It could just be one really big dice. Right. It could just be one really big dice. You know you've really hit the dice problem when it went out, and I was like, I'm gonna buy some metal dice today, and I did, and that was twenty dollars for just seven metal dice. But my God, do I trust those dice with my life? Jesus Christ! All right. You start. You get into the superstition with your dice, where I I take my sets whenever right before I play. I take all my twenty sided dice and I roll all of them, and the ones that roll the lowest don't get used that night. I will not touch them. I will not look at them. I've three D printed a dice jail that I've put them in when they've failed me. <laughs> like, I of course you did. Why am I surprised? <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I shocked? <laughs> Well, look, I have a 3D printer and no responsibilities with it. What do you want from true me? True facts, true facts. Uh, I, I, get, I get superstitious with my dice. You really don't have to. I get superstitious with dice because I'm a superstitious not even I some, mean, Not even a little stitious? <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Mildly stitious. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean, I get that because I feel like we all have that if we're into something yeah. as much as that. I had my own for video games. I'm sure everyone across this table has it's said something where you're just like... I need my routine to do bowling, this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. Bowling's definitely one mm-hmm. for Alec and I. Golf's the same way for me. If I don't set up the same way, I have to back off. Yep. And, right. and you have to restart. Everything. Even though I look exactly the same, right. I didn't do that nope, one everything. thing. If I forget yeah. to wipe my fingers, yeah. it's right. If the one thing, thing didn't happen, everything's ruined. Like there's right. there's there's a there's um a train of thought that goes into all of this, and if it doesn't happen, something's wrong, and I need to start over. Right. Mission failed. Would you like to restart from your last checkpoint? Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's right. The construction guy's next door. Sorry, guys. You might hear a little bit of pounding back and forth. Oh, was that actually your yeah, door? Yeah, that was actually. Oh, okay. Well, we'll keep running this for a little bit unless it gets loud. Um, uh, I guess I guess I'll circle back. You asked if you needed to fill out an application. And yes. then I got off on dice. Uh, oops. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, mean, I hope you don't use those dice anymore. <laughs> right. Well. No but it's... <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't need to fill anything out. It's generally... Uh, you can find groups online. You can talk to people you know. Right. And just be like, hey, I was wondering about learning to play or I want to get into it. Do you know anyone who can run a game? Mm. Uh, like, I would totally run a game for this group here. I think that would be absolutely fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, I can it. throw all this shit off the table and we can just start playing right now. Fuck this podcast. Joke's on you. I have dice sets in my bag. Is <laughs> so like, this I was is, prepared for this. This is the same bag I use when I go to play Call yeah. of Cthulhu and I didn't bring those props with me even though I really did think about it. I would it. love if he was like, cool, I was super prepared. And pulls his yarmulke to a wizard point. <laughs> <laughs> I would, on you. I'm the wizard. I would lose my fucking shit, dude. Hey, and then it just poofs out in a little ball at the end. Of, like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm this out of is, here. This is the problem when we don't have Steve <laughs> in the room because now the window rain we're back. unhinged. Especially when the guest is the same <laughs> Right, exactly. Hey, hey, zero days without Jewish wi- wizardry. <laughs> I mean, you know. 
But no, so going into like the other tabletop games you have, I mean, Call of what is it? Call of Cthulhu. I know what it is. I can never say it. It's, it's so that's like 1920s horror role playing, right. Based on H.P. Lovecraft's writings. So it's it's a little different from D and D in that you are uh, in D and D, you're a fantasy hero. At a certain point, you're practically unkillable to most things that won't end the world. In Call of Cthulhu, you're made of paper, and the world is a fucking oven. Oh. And so. I almost died three times now. I've only played for three weeks, and so we've met once a week. I've died three times, almost died three times. The first time I went to pick up someone's Bible and he tried to slit my throat with a, with a letter opener, he was in a sanitarium. Probably an important detail. He was a crazy person. Right. But he tried to slit my throat with a letter opener, which I just barely dodged. I almost went like insane to the point where I'm comatose, but one of my friends slapped me so hard I got my sense back. And then I almost got sacrificed to a god because to an elder god because I got too close to an artifact that I shouldn't have touched and opened a book that I definitely shouldn't have opened. I want to be part of both of these games because <laughs> they both just sound that one so, sounds twisted. Like, right, that one's really like more horror. It's yeah, pretty it's, much the Oregon Trail. You're not gonna make it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's it. Is I have I have two backup characters right now. I got dysentery. It's the rated R version of Oregon Trail. But they still keep dysentery in there. Right. Right. There was dysentery, no coming man. back back then. That's it. it. Dysentery, get yeah. out. That was get like out. the black plague of the Oregon yeah. Trail. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Cyberpunk Red is coming out in September, which is a role-playing game to bridge between Cyberpunk 2020, what is it, 2020, so, and 2077 is the new yeah. one. Cyberpunk Red takes place in between the previous game and the game that's coming out, and it's being made in conjunction with the video game. Gotcha. So, and then that's sci-fi, uh, sci-fi, um, Cyberpunk. It's kind of in the name yeah. there. Uh, you play as probably Action, like scoundrels, ruffians, thugs. You're not heroes, ruffians. but you're not... You're not show schmoes. You can probably keep, hold your own mm. in a literal war zone because that's what most of the world is in cyberpunk. Right. Is an active war zone when the corporations decide, all right, I'm ready to go again. Right. I mean, I've never done tabletop games. So, like, this is quite intriguing and now I'm kind of, like, in. I'm like, well, you come up with weird shit. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the kind of the cool thing of, like, it is true creation. Right. Like, Alec has written a story and stuff to, like, do a story, but we've even altered it to certain points of, like, he did this entire long, like, cave. Mm. He had written out all these traps and stuff, and we happened to go in, like, the back door and avoided, I don't know what, two hours I was actually really disappointed when right. they did that. Yeah. Because, so, they go into a cave, and, like, there's a clearly, obviously, like, front way with a staircase. And then a tiny off hallway that leads to the end to the end room. Okay. So they it's essentially like the shortcut out. And they go, well, that's a staircase, so we're gonna go the other way through the thin hallway. Massacred the three guard, the three unsuspecting guards in the room, and then took the leader prisoner. And I was like, well, fuck. I had three hours of shit planned, and we did it in two minutes. What do I do? And from that point, it becomes like ad lib and just pray. Right. Uh, and I, that's the fun part is the improv is I had two hours of shit planned, but all they had to do was follow the obvious trail and they looked, they looked me dead in the eyes essentially and said, fuck you and just yeah. turn the other way. And it's just, you gotta, you gotta find a way to flow with it. So all that shit just comes off the top of your head at that point. I have, when I'm writing a story, I have a framework. So it'll be like, find the necromancer. Okay. So your whole goal for today's session is find the necromancer. 
and everything beyond we're sitting in a tavern and find the necromancer is up to information that they've been given and knowing what their end goal is. Mm-hmm. And from there, they can do whatever. Okay. And that's kind of the cool thing also, because I have talked with people um, that, like, so people like Alec that we wanted to follow this story to entertain this story about his cultists and stuff like that. But we have, uh, like, it's interesting because people have just ignored the story entirely, and then, like, they created an economy. Like, they went through the thought process of, like, building their own little town and stuff. Like, hey, they built this town, and then they could have money and stuff. They built, like, an economy and it was just kind of crazy, like, how in-depth you can get into it. Right. Like, hey, we have this constant influx of cash and stuff, so we never have to worry about money in any level, where me and our party, when we were doing it, it was definitely one of those things, like, oh, we were always trying to get that extra coin out of whatever. Yeah. Thing. But, I don't know, just the crazy concept of getting into that would be kind of cool. No, absolutely. Uh, it kind of blows my mind, just because that is all... No creation right when i'm very much someone who plays games that are linear or some creation but not right. to that extent of, of they're driven kind. by a story but right. once again you it depends on how crazy you want to get into it right you're never really playing it twice though no no god yeah. no there's no way to ever play the same story ever i've right. i've run the adventure i was running steve and company through four different times and every single time something is very different yeah and that's what keeps it interesting is you get the group who says, we're going to kill every one of these goddamn cultists and start essentially trying to run like a fucking tractor through the group, through everything <laughs> they see. And then you get a group that was more like Dom and C, which was like, we're going to hang back. We're going to play it a little smarter when we can. And they would try and take prisoners, try and glean information from whatever they can. And then you get other groups who say, well, I don't care about this cult. This cult is doing nothing to me. What can you pay me to do it? And it just becomes, well, where am I getting my money from? Right. How am I paying for my booze at the inn tonight? Right. Interesting. I thought it was actually kind of cool. I was actually creating a really fun character in that. That was basically Arya Stark. Oh, yeah, dope. Like, it was, he had the ability to, like, act. So, like, that was one thing that was under some category of, like, a trait of, like, you have acting skills so you can impersonate other people. Yeah. But then I literally got, like, a a magical power that allowed me to, like, take the faces of other people type of thing. Or, like, just change my face. So I basically became the faceless, and it was kind of cool. You could do crazy stuff like that. And then, I mean, what was it? Dom was trying to be this crazy, powerful wizard. I was, like, kind of a wizard, kind of an assassin, like, somewhere in between there. Um, Dom was a straight-up wizard just trying to blow people up with crazy spells. Uh, one of the guys was a barbarian, so he was just this big fucking, like, brute. Yeah, he he would roll, like, ten dice every time just because he was swinging an axe around. Barbarians and do ridiculous damage in 5th edition right. D&D. And he would just be like, I, I'm angry now. Sure, I deal... He pulled out two handfuls of dice, I deal this much damage. Which is a You're lot. like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, time out, I'm gonna get my calculator. <laughs> right, <laughs> Because most weapons usually deal, like, a couple dice worth of damage and stuff, yeah. not, like, a handful, a handful of them. Most, most weapons are 1D whatever, and then he'd be like, well, my weapon does two of this, and then my abilities do this and this and this, and you just keep pulling dice out of his little pile. I'd be like, motherfucker, stop it, you're gonna one-shot this boss, and I need you to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not allowed to one-shot him, like, right. no. And right. then he gets one-shot, and again, there goes three hours of planning, and... <laughs> Dude, that's so lame. I would hate to play with somebody like that. 
It's, yeah, I feel like it would get annoying to a point. Like, if I had to deal with that all the time, just be like, all right, Dave's up. This is going to take it, Well, then that's also the thing minutes. of, like, he can also scale it so that it's a little more difficult. I, so I, I'm one of the DMs who I do have a DM screen. I'll set it up. It's, uh, it folds open four, four ways and creates a little wall. So whatever I roll, you don't see, and I can lie about whatever I want, and you don't know. <laughs> I can say I, I can roll a one, which is a critical failure in D&D, right. and say I hit. Or I can roll a 20, which is a critical success, and say I miss if I feel like it's unfair against you. Gotcha. I can I can make those calls from behind this screen, which Tyler used to sit right next to me and peek around the screen, so it was oh, really right. difficult to do that. Sure. Which is why it was a little more aggressive than I wanted it to be a lot of the time. Uh, especially because it was, it was everyone in the group's first time playing, so right. I didn't want to... And it opens up in a very deadly situation, and I didn't want to... All right, guys, we've been playing for an hour. You're all dead. Make new characters. Right. And just so I was trying to scale it back, and then Tyler was like, what, what you doing back there, buddy? <laughs> hey, hey, baby girl, what so you doing So not only there? are you a Jew, but you're God as well. Yes. The gods <laughs> fear the power I wield. <laughs> He's a real game genie. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Super he, is, he is cheap, though. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> Bought my action replay on Amazon, and here we are. Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. That's awesome. Nice. That's really fucking... It does sound interesting. Yeah, like I'm intrigued enough to be like, I wouldn't mind sitting with you boys. And, and next time it. you come by, I'll bring my I'll bring my stuff home from yeah. work because it's been sitting at work. Yeah, I'll just bring you like, hey, this is the this is my character sheet. This is kind of the thought yeah. process. And then you know, like a couple of the other, I had like some some fun stuff that he had made, like up personally, little notes and stuff like that, or this, that, and the other. And he also made up a bunch of like random stupid like dragon poems or whatever it was. <laughs> that was such a great fucking time. yeah. So like he makes all these props and stuff, and that's a big thing with <clears throat> DMs. Um, what's it? Our buddy Tim from work has literally an entire table. Of like the next story that he's about to tell, damn, and it's he probably spent close to three, four hundred dollars or more on all this stuff. Yeah, um, so it's just kind of crazy to like get in, Tim, in depth into that. Tim was actually telling me uh, he just spent about a hundred dollars on like a five by three or five by four cork board for us. Yeah, because the next campaign takes place in Egypt, other parts of Northern Africa, the U.S., uh, England. I think we were going to Kenya at one point. Jesus. We're going all over the globe. Yeah. And he bought a cork board so that we can start pinning things to the cork board and like tying yarn. Because in Call of Cthulhu, you're investigators, so we're investigating a thing. Mm. And so we're going to be able to like run yarns and try and tie it all together and know literally nothing after eight Doesn't hours. That sounds so fucking that cool. That sounds wicked. I could just picture like somebody against that wall though, like Charlie Day. <sighs> <laughs> that was, I'm telling you, this that is was the ghost. exact thing I was thinking of. Wow. When it's he the only thing you could think of I know. because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So that's the reference point. It's what you're it just is. in your friend's house and you broke in and you're just like looking at the board and he comes down and he's like, hey man, what's up? Why are you here? <laughs> like, holy shit. You got Charlie Day to actually do this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it sounds intense, and I, I, I think I would probably be engulfed well, in it. Well, it opens up that creative mind. Right. And as an adult, not a lot of people have that anymore. No. Correct. So to have that and to be able to let it go, right. I think is, I don't know, it's awesome. Being, no, agree. Being engulfed in the world right. for a little bit. I mean, that's yeah. a true escape compared to whatever else you got going on. I mean, your your Dwildor from fucking 
I don't know. Go on. No, you're doing great. I loved it. I loved it. I know. As soon as you said Joel Dark, I was like, keep going, man. I want to hear it. I want to hear what you got on top of your head. You're Gwildor from my Humper Dink Mountain. There you go. And you're a tiny elven or whatever. I don't know. Oh, the names. And you ride a rhino through the mountains. Like, fuck, dude. I Honestly, and I'm not making fun of it. I've just. No, it sounds really, really awesome because it's literally. A create your own guy before they had it in video games. Right, right. That's, basically. That's what it is, and it's worse because the moment he said, I'm Dwildor from Hunchback Mountain, I was like, oh, he's a fucking mountain dwarf. That piece of shit. Humperdinck, by the way. We are in a rivalry with the Hunchback Mountain people. <laughs> the first thing that was like, that's a lot of hard consonant sounds. That's a dwarven yeah. name. He's from a mountain. He's a dwarf. I ride a rhino. Still a dwarf. We've done nothing to change the mountain. So you just said I'm a midget elf. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, so we're just of, a skinny dwarf. The, the thing of like a tiny little elf on a fucking rhino. <laughs> absolute awesome but, image. And then why do you have that in the mountains? Yeah, right. I mean, we've we've all seen we've all seen Lord of the Rings. It's like when Gimli turns around, throw me. But don't tell the elf. That's I've seen so many players look at the halfling, like the halfling assassin. They look at each other, no words, just pick up and throw. And my God, do you kill people with other people? It's great. I I did. All right, one Sweet. one last. I will be a ninja elf. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> one, last, you. one last tangential story Bradley. before you assault me with more questions. Uh, I was I was running a game for a bunch of friends, and one of them was playing as a dragonborn. So he's part dragon, like he's got a tail, he's got the scales, all that stuff, and he can breathe an element. Well, someone else in the party is lying to an enemy, saying, if you let me go, I'll, like, you can kill this person because they're the bigger threat, referring to said Dragonborn. Dragonborn heard that and wasn't happy and picked up his friend and killed a bitch with another bitch. It was <laughs> so great to just, just sit there and be like, yeah, you can definitely lift him. He's, like, three feet tall and you're an eight-foot-tall fucking barbarian who's angry. You can do whatever you want to this guy. Beaten a zombie to death with a halfling. It was such a great time. I would love to throw everybody. (laughs) I want to throw everybody possible. I will be Gwildor, your number one cannonball. I'm filling out the character sheet right now. Yeah, I will be drawing my little elven ninja very shortly. (laughs) He sounds amazing. And I'll be Dildorf, who's just your big brother. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna make you look like a rib dildo. Thank you. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, something like that. Definitely. You know. Like the doomsday of dildo. The corn dildo. Always go with the corn yeah. dildo. Yeah. It's, it's heated for her pleasure. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I was. He- I, I think I was thinking the same thing, like the every other colonel. <laughs> What's actually really funny about that is the fact that Alec even got one of his friends to make pictures of like our characters, like actually draw them out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. It was really cool the very first time that he showed me my character for the first time, and I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he was like, wow, this is cool. Why does it look like I have a dick for a head? <laughs> Which, to be fair, he wasn't wrong. In all fairness, he wasn't was, wrong. He's like, I, I just, just got to like, think for dicks. No, so. like, mm-mm. That's, nope, you got to go back to your buddy and be like, mm-mm. <laughs> 
So, That's yeah, and then he redid it, and then the guy did it again, and it was actually kind of this cool character. I think you still have the picture. I don't think I do anymore. I don't remember. It's been a while. I don't know. I've never seen this before. Yeah. I don't think I have the dickhead one. I think, oh. I would have definitely. I would have framed the dickhead one. I might actually have both. I can definitely print and frame at least one of those, but I'm not letting you choose if I'm printing it. We'll see. I was going to say, we'll see if I can find both of them when we go out the smoke. sounds amazing. Yeah, you need to three print. 3D print the dickhead one. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's also one of Alex's things. I mean, moving on from D&D, we did spend a lot of that time. That was a question. Yeah, it's a that. That's sure. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, you're also into video gaming, and I know one of your other big passions and like pastimes lately is your 3D printer. Yep. Like, um, I don't know. Let's start with the 3D printer. I mean, we don't have tons of time, but we'll do the 3D printer. He's so proud. He's like, yeah. Yes, I am. No, yes, I heard him talk about this thing, and I'm like, this sounds pretty fucking uh, Dude, he's so made so many random things. Like, what's the coolest thing you've made? Coolest thing or, like, I've ever made is, um, I've ever printed was probably, so it's, oh, what's it called? A Cryptex. It's called a Cryptex. Oh, yeah. And this is a fully functional Cryptex that I can customize the code for. Uh, and it's got a whole little lock. Essentially, it's one of those little, like, cylinders that has the, the side code. that can pull off, like, the, the Da Vinci code. Gotcha. And I set the code in Dwarven runes because I'm a fucking dork. So, naturally, I was like, that says Dwarven, not English, done. <laughs> and so I set this code up, and if you don't get the letters in the right order, it's locked shut. But if you, uh, if you know the word or you can figure it out, you can pull it right open. It's hollow on the inside, so you can store small things in there. Uh, I can print ones. Mine's only four letters, but I can print ones as long as ten letters. Yeah. I've found uh, it's really cool. Actually. It's that's probably the coolest thing I've ever printed. Is uh, it's just it's a fully functional Cryptex, which just is is wild that you can print something like that. Right. No, that sounds crazy because I'm like, how is this just out there that you can just do stuff like this? And just print things out like this. Right. Well, because I mean, you have like a website or something, or like yep. a few. So. So I read, it's called thingiverse.com, and that's the website I read when I'm looking for shit, because it's free, there's a lot of good stuff on there, it's just really easy to kind of find what you're looking for on there, uh, and then so that's where the cryptex is, uh, that's, honestly that's it, is you, for me, it's I find the file, I run it through a separate program that puts it in um, a code that the printer can read, mm. and then I plug an SD card into the printer, hit print, and walk away for... Anywhere from like 20 minutes to like 18 hours, I think is the longest I've ever printed one piece for. And then I just let it go. It'll do its thing. I'll come back and it'll be done. Mine is very low upkeep. I don't need to re-level it a lot. I don't need to mess with how the uh, the print bed sits a lot. So it's just, you know, generally it's find thing, save thing, print, and then come back when it's done. How big is your printer? I can do, I believe it's about 13 inches by 13 inches by 15 inches tall. Okay. So I can, then this is one of the largest I've found in a not industrial sized printer. Right. Uh, it's from, it's from a Chinese company. So it's fairly, it's comparatively cheap. It's not the highest quality thing in the world, but you make it work and it, it works really nice. Again, it's not like an industrial grade, so it's right. not going to be printing down to the thousandth of a millimeter. Right. It's like doing super like, super detail type yeah, thing. this isn't printing military prototypes. It's right. printing me and the bullshit that I'm finding on the internet. Right. But I mean, I, you can still make this tube thing that you can put a code in. Yeah. That locks. Just, That's stupid. That's just, so ridiculous. stupid. Yeah, just ridiculous. Be, so, I mean, the it's catch beyond is... beyond necessary. <laughs> no point in my life has it been necessary, but it's so funny. Right. I think one of the other cool things, he made like a literally a realistic uh, version of, what was it, the last, last Halo handgun? 
Mm. I so oh, this yeah, took me right. this took me days to print because of how big all the pieces were. But I printed a life size. I think it was an M6C Magnum from yeah. the Halo series. And I have pictures of Cassidy holding it, which is really funny because it's the size of her torso when she's sitting down. <laughs> it's so funny. The thing's massive. I think it's like 13 inches uh, back to front and like 10 inches from the bottom of the magwell to the top of the gun, which for a handgun is ridiculously large and just comical. And I love it so much. Just comically large. Yeah. Because yeah. so, it's actually meant for realistic, right. like, the Master, Master Chief. Chief's yeah, it's, hand. it looks like a handgun in Master Chief's right. hand. So you're like, oh, that's a handgun. But, like, no. He's massive. Yeah, he's right. huge. He's, like, seven-some-foot tall, and he's right. got huge armor on him. Yeah. 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 There's no way. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of cool. Like, you brought, it in, you brought it into work one day, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I huge. I walked, I walked in with my backpack. I was like, hey, Steve, you want to see something really cool? He goes, what? We walk in the back, and I pull it out. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I printed a gun. <laughs> it's not real. It shoots lasers. <laughs> it shoots, I, I, I thought I printed it much too large the first time, so I went to the wiki to make sure that I hadn't oversized it. And it was like, no, it shoots 12.7 millimeter semi-explosive ammo in these are its dimensions. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And again, who comes up with this? Right. Like, who's like, has a wiki page for that? People that know scale and everything. It's, it's really good looking for like cosplay props because sure. I, I can 3D print cosplay, flop, cosplay props. That's one of the real reasons I wanted the printer. Nice. So kind yeah, of being able cool. to be like, oh, like this is actually the right size. I'm just stupid and it's big. Yeah. It's just like this crazy thing. Is it was what was it? The the top was three parts and it was two parts for the handle. And I think it was about two or three days of printing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Pretty entertaining though. So I don't know. That's He's always wild. coming it in. It blows my mind. Whenever he talks about it, it just yeah. blows my mind. He's always like, coming in with cool shit all the time. Yeah. Printed, oh, I printed someone a T Rex skeleton recently, one of our other coworkers. Oh, right. She was like, Hey, I'll pay you to print me this. And I said, sure, and I just, I printed it for, it was actually five days of printing because it's a skeleton, so it's all fucking pieces. Oh. Do you know a T-Rex has a lot of fucking bones? Because a T-Rex has a lot of fucking bones. Um, and I printed it, and I brought it in for her in my little blue, like, suede satchel that I carry the prints in, and I just, I handed it to her. I was like, you need to keep this until you get the pieces out, because I have no other way for you to move all this. Yeah. And so I got that back, and I think she's building it with a friend of hers, something like that. Yeah. Nice. It was like a date night kind of deal. Yeah. Which I was like, that's kind of a cool thing that's to wild. enjoy. That's wild. That's why I said it just blows my mind. I yeah, that's really fun. I don't know. He did some couple little fun things that are sitting around Explorium, because he's got the one that's behind the <laughs> that's bar. That's right. That says uh, 2020 on it, and it's he glued a toilet paper roll onto it. Oh, so no, that's it, it, says, it says yeah. never forget 2020. Yeah, never forget 2020. <laughs> and it's like a trophy mount almost, but then it's just a roll of toilet paper I super glued yeah, down. Yeah, him that did that. And then we have one in the office that sits on our desk, like the, the general, like the manager's desk yeah. kind of thing. And it's a literally a, a big trash can, like the one that's outside my apartment kind of thing. But it's on fire, and it just says 2020 <laughs> in the front. 2020 is a big ass dumpster awesome. fire. Right? Yeah. So. Jesus. I don't know. Just always the little goofy shit that I end up finding. Just that's to lighten up the office. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Just to make everyone feel a little bit better. Just morale back up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it works, though. That's the best part. It's funny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I am to you, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Good old... 
Good old Vernon over there. <laughs> like we said, we have a construction guy next door, and he is baked out of his mind. <laughs> and he's like, "Good, this is good for you yeah, guys." This is fucking cool, <laughs> you guys. Now he said, "Motherfucker," yeah. <laughs> and he shouted it on the uh, yeah. the patio. Not all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes wear capes, Alex. Just go smoke up front. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, jeez. I mean, he might be able to hit his panic. <laughs> no, his real weak is the car. So you probably should go up front. I don't know. Do you have roof access? I don't know. Uh, no. Yeah, that threw me off. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was wild. <laughs> Depends on how you're defining roof access here. I'm pretty small. You guys could probably throw me. Just probably. Full circle, right? I know 100% Steve and I could throw you. Yeah, definitely get you up there, but Hey, man, I'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah, true facts. We're like, you're not going anywhere, Alec. We just toss him. Here I go. <laughs> I mean, one of us could toss one of you. <laughs> pretty simple. Right, the shots. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to wrap up this episode. Alec, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. I'm sure we'll end up doing, uh, I would love to have you over it, honestly. That would be actually really fun to do around the podcast. We should set up characters between the three of us uh, for D&D and just do that as like our podcast. Yeah, we, we could do that. That'd be kind yeah. of fun. I can let you, you guys enough content out there for yeah. sure. I mean, I'd love to have you on also for that episode, obviously. Right. You know, yeah, it'd be weird. I'd be like, "What are we doing?" Steve's like, "I don't know this part." So like, we'll know. just Steve's like, "I did it once, yeah. and I don't remember." Yeah. <laughs> right, phone up friends. One time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did yeah. it once, and uh, one of the people who came got so drunk they had to be carried to an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like probably that group. So good old crazy Annie. <laughs> she didn't stay with that group. Oh, that oh, one. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. Yeah, yeah was a good time. never met her, but I heard a lot of good stories. Brain wreck. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, dude, Alec, it was a blast having you. It was wonderful it was to be awesome. here. I'm so yeah. glad I was invited. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. First time, and then uh, this will be, you'll definitely be reoccurring. So Ooh, it was a good time, man. I, ho- I hope to be back soon, popping my cherry for Absolutely. podcasts. And yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll give you the saluted cheers. Yes. Prost. Cheers, buddy. You can throw your can. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah but it's bad luck to cheers and not drink, so now I need to bring something real quick. I'm in. We're not done yet. Yeah, but I, <laughs> we yeah, got more episodes cheers, to record. So I need to drink now. <laughs> well, thank you for being on today, Alec. Thanks I was going to say, me. you guys have a great week, and we'll uh, catch you guys next week. We'll see you. We'd love to get your feedback. Please contact Cocktails and Comics at cocktailsncomics at gmail.com. That's all lowercase C O C K T A I L S N. C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Also, catch us on Spotify and iTunes, along with our other podcast, Nothing's Off Base.